there were other areas that weren't tended to. Mm-hmm. Our parents didn't know. It's mm-hmm. no blame. It's just learned behavior. Yeah. But since we, if you know better, you what? You do better. We do better. <laughs> so now we know better. Mm-hmm. Each one teach one. And it's important for us to continue to elevate that conversation with intentional questions for self. You're listening to Just Keep Living. The Glass House conversation where there are no stones thrown. This podcast is a judgment-free zone for free thinkers who value personal growth and mental health. We're all about inspiring and empowering others. All while creating safe spaces to have difficult conversations. Join us every week as we have fun, get vulnerable, and go deep. Answer each other's questions on a range of topics from sex to religion. And everything in between. And we do mean everything. We're just trying to figure it out. Like Granny always said, just keep living. Welcome to the show. It's still about every week. All right. right. Yes, it's, it's, it's us. Yeah, it I is. think that's what yes. it, is. it is. It's about, I feel like we need three minutes of it so I can twerk. You can twerk. But anyway, <laughs> you guys, welcome back to another week of Just Keep Living. This is Jenna. This is Joe. This is Master P. And this is Shauna. And we actually have our first guest on Just Keep Living. Yes, we Go do. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Mr. Dwayne. Yo, yo, yo. My name is Dwayne Shavers. I am a marriage and family therapist here in the San Diego area, working with black and brown communities most, working with uh, the youth, really trying to empower us, give us some more language to use to identify some of our issues. So it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you all. Thank you. You know, I'm a huge fan of, uh, they're going to hear me say Mr. Dwayne. He's, he is younger than me, <laughs> but he <laughs> is he's Mr. Call, Dwayne. Mr. Dwayne. Yeah. Um, we thought that you guys would like to hear maybe like a part three of, you know, our episodes about abuse and to bring in a professional that can help answer some of these questions that we have and that you guys may have. So we're just going to get into it with Mr. Dwayne, Mr. Dwayne. Um, how would you define abuse? What are different types of abuse? Uh, different types of abuse, psychological abuse, verbal abuse, emotional abuse, sexual abuse, mm. economic abuse, mm. Mm. Um, physical abuse, elderly abuse, child abuse, and then you got self-abuse. Mm-hmm. And that's that negative self-talk that needs to be eradicated. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So we all kind of have, we've all dealt with abuse on Mm -hmm. different levels. What we all need is some healthy coping mechanisms when you've been through abuse. What would you say? Uh, Like meditation. Uh, Really start to go within. Start to breathe. Um, Exercise is very important Mm -hmm. because when you're in physical condition, it helps strengthen and and, um, condition your brain Mm. to start to think quicker um, your pathways are opened up even more. Sleep is important. Mm-hmm. Um, and being surround yourself around supportive, loving individuals. Mm. Um, that empowers you. That gives you strength to wake up and fight another day. It gives you courage to get out to bed when you're feeling low and uh, sad and depressed. So um, the basic things, you need also need to have positive self-dialogue. Um, positive self-conversation. So when you start to hear some negative thoughts, it's important, like I said, to eradicate it by saying, no, Mm -hmm. it's not true. Mm -hmm. What's true is I'm improving daily. 
you might be having a bad day. Don't say I'm having a bad day. Mm. My day is getting better. I love that. Because you don't want to live in it. Yeah. Mm-mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, it's important to acknowledge it in your own head. Yeah, I'm having a, it's not too good of a day. But when you speak it, what they teach us in, in, in the church, <laughs> you got to speak life, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in their tongues. So that's important. That's what you got. Theology. Yeah, I do have a question. Or so, especially with men, um, Mm. when you're saying "go within," Mm. that's not really a man term. And when I say it's like they don't under, I I never understood what "go within" means. So when I begin to hear that term, I was never quiet enough to myself to understand what "go within." Is, is, is a meaning thing because in the man, like, I'm, I'm busy. I'm too mm-hmm. busy. Like, I got to go create. I got to go create. I got to build this. I got to bring the money to this. I got to do this. I got. So, when you're saying to sit down and, and trust and go within, I never understood. So, when you get a men that don't really understand that, how would you explain that? I, mean, I got mine through reading, reading books. Mm-hmm. That's kind of exactly, what I'm saying. That's exactly how I would explain it. Um, I would say it's important for us to sit down and, and read and, and gain some more knowledge. Okay. Right? Um, that helps you go within to develop your own um, boundless goals or aspirations mm-hmm. when you start to learn and hear more things. Like even like even paying attention to people who inspire you, mm-hmm. you know, like really start to set your mind on things like that. Because you see they find their ideas. And then when you come up with ideas and you put it into action, it becomes reality. Mm-hmm. So going within is we go within all the time. It's just helping them understand how to, how go, to with go with them. So get to your quiet place and start to have thoughts about what do I like to do? What do I want to do in mm. life? Um, have I ever thought about that? Mm. Or do I think about everything that they tell me I should do? Mm. You should mm. be a man. You should do this. You should do this. You should do that. But what do I actually want to do? Mm. Like my dad wanted me to be a lawyer. I didn't actually want to do that, but I went to school for pre-law. Mm. Wow. And it wasn't until I was playing football in college and I tore my hamstring to where I was actually sat down. It's like God sat mm-hmm. me down and said, you need to focus on yourself and what, you're, what you want to do. So when I focused on mental health, it, I, I actually got my undergraduate in criminal justice Dang. because I had to change my mindset. I had to go within, I had to slow down, and I had to pay attention to what do I want to do this for? Yeah, Do I want to make my father happy or do I want to explore life for myself? Mm-hmm. And that's what actually really helped me was me going within and being sat down. Okay. That was, that was a really depressive time in my life too. Yeah. And that, that's, that's what happened to me. Mm-hmm. It was a time where it was just hard and I had no other choice, but to be by myself, like sitting down and crying and crying and crying and crying. Yes. And then I finally kind of figured out, you know, at the bottom of everything, what, you know, there was a lot of stuff in me that was hiding that, that I couldn't trust myself as a man. You know, I, I could, I didn't really hear the voice of myself because there was so many other people telling me what I should do when I would find myself chasing and running. And I think a lot of men have that, have that same issue. It's just, they don't know how to, commu- how to communicate that. And that was a big issue. I, I, I feel with men in, uh, in that, like, uh, and then they, you know, they take it out other ways, you know, they'll take it out by beating, beating their wives mm-hmm. or, they, I, a lot of my friends have killed themselves, you know, mm. and, you know, or, or beating their kids and doing a lot of other stuff because I think there's just a lot of bottled up emotions, even abuse yes. that has happened to them that they don't know how to communicate because we're not set down to talk. We're not set down to get these things out. So it's bottled up. Yes. And they always take it like, oh, why did he flip over that? 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's, it's, it's hard for the man already. If, if, even if because you do family, it's, it's hard for you to go through all that and lead a family. Yes. When you don't even trust yourself. Yes. You don't know how to how to hear yourself. And I think a lot of that has to do with abuse that has happened to that person that they don't know how to get out. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I like how you said, you know, we as men need to learn to, to slow down and to be quiet and to, and to find that place that where we can hear think. ourselves think. You know, yes. we, we're not taught to think. No. My parents were always like, you, you don't think. You don't I have think. a poem, and I, and I say in my poem, we're not taught to think. We're taught how to think. Yes. Mm. You think this way. You yes. do this. You do that. And you just strive for all those things. Mm. But when you actually allow yourself to think for you, you're able to redefine things for your own future, wow. for your own life. Mm. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Be creators. You can be creators. That we are. Yes. Yes. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> So, you know, when we were writing out some of these questions for you, Mr. Dwayne, one thing that came, we had several things that came up, but um, what are some signs a person is an abuser? Because sometimes you'll end up dating somebody you don't know. Six months later, you your nose is broke. Y'all disagreed over where to eat. <laughs> like, are there some signs that a person has a predator inside of them or an abuser inside of them? When you notice someone who is isolating you, who is... Um, speaking negative over your life mm. and someone who's controlling mm. someone who is um, just problematic in their behavior um, really de- really causing divisiveness mm-hmm. that's how you can tell that even even if they're not beating on you mm-hmm. I'm going to experience some form of abuse in this relationship because of these factors mm-hmm. he's controlling this person is controlling this person is always negative. This person is hoarding finances. This person is doing this. And this person is not caring about my actual needs, mm-hmm. but focused on their needs. Mm. And then, so yeah. when that person, if you're in a partnership, a relationship, a marriage, anything, mm-hmm. it's important that reciprocity is there. Mm-hmm. You know, the balance is there. But when that when that's not there, that person hoards everything and is really controlling. You can't wear that. You can't do this. You can't even think like that. Wow. Mm. Why is that number on your phone? Oh, oh man. Yeah. Pizza Hut. <laughs> it's Pizza Hut, yeah. baby. <laughs> then you notice the person who, how do you know a person is being abused? That was going to be my next mm-hmm. question. So, like, when that person is putting names under Pizza Hut just because <laughs> they're trying to speak out to the world and uh-huh. they can't. Um, when that person is uh, fearful for everything. Hey, let's go here. Do this. I, I, I can't do that. I don't have the money. I, when you hear, when you see a lot of that, when you also see the person isolating, not answering calls, mm-hmm. uh, missing work, uh, missing school, mm-hmm. school and work struggling, those are signs that something is going on, and that person needs to be checked in on. Ooh. Uh, so. Can I- go ahead. I got what you're saying about the controlling and it's kind of like um, what I'm trying to, I guess the question I'm asking is like, um, cause you don't, you yourself, cause I was the person like that did the controlling or that kind of set my boundaries due to some underlining issues that I had myself. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't know that I was doing this, mm-hmm. you know, I, and I didn't, I, I looked at it in a way of protection, yeah. you know, in a way that 
I'm actually helping this person. And if I don't control, then they're going to be lost, you know? Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the things that you stated about an, a person that is a, an abuser, I felt like I kind of took that win of mm -hmm. uh, at a point in my life, I became an, a more of an abuser mm -hmm. than the person that was abused. A lot of us are. Mm -hmm. We were talking about that earlier. We were talking <laughs> about our kids and mm -hmm. a lot of us are because what's been done upon us. And it's like, we learn that's a learned behavior. And yeah. you don't mean, sometimes we don't mean harm. It's like, oh, I'm trying to protect this. I'm trying to protect myself, trying to protect you. But it's actually abuse. How? Because it shows yeah. up like this. Mm. When it starts to show up in certain ways and struggles start to happen, we start to notice our kids showing anxiety. Why are you anxious? anxious? Me all day. <laughs> right. I didn't even know until my therapist told me. Yeah, why are you anxious? Yeah. I was because like, of you. It. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh. And what? they wouldn't dare say that. No, they wouldn't say that. Can't. We haven't created but they, that. But no. guess what? Yeah. That's why I go within. Mm. If I ask them questions, I need to from the kid mm. within me. Mm. Remember, yeah. y'all remember that kid? Yes. Yeah, mm. yes. that kid mm -hmm. is still there. Yes. Yeah. but it's important to check in. You don't have to act like a kid, but it's yeah. important to check in with that kid to help you relate to the kid. Mm. Mm -hmm. You're really so good true. with all those kids. Yes. Too. They just love you. You have to mm -hmm. relate to. Them. And you, the most patient person I know. So I'd be like, "Oh, these kids need to sit down." Mr. Dwayne be like, mm, mm. "They're okay. <laughs> you need to walk real quick. You need to take a walk." Right. I'd be like, yeah. "Sit down." Right. No, nah, but yeah, because sometimes. You know, as when you go back to that kid, it's like that kid didn't know what they wanted or needed. They're, yeah. just, they're trying they're to just experience like, life. Yeah. They're seeing all these other kids. Uh -huh. They're excited. And us as adults, we already know. Like, Sit down. This that, right here that, is going to irritate me. Yeah, but that's how, but that's, how <laughs> that's a behavior that was learned from our parents. Yes, of course. And we I like silence. And we haven't seen, yeah, yes. we haven't seen anything different. Oh. And that's the, that's the hard part, like. Reparenting myself. Re reparenting I am reparenting myself. And, then and other, it's cost me and, a lot of money. But mm. but the other parents that, when the other parents did let their kids do that. Yep. That's mm -hmm. what our parents did. That shouldn't mm -hmm. happen in my house. Mm -hmm. Right. I ain't your little let ass that, Let them come over here. Mm -hmm. He gonna sit there. No, they ain't talking to me that way. Think about it twice. Right. You know, he like, do a house right. there, house. <laughs> yeah, like that. You know, so it was like, it, it's a closed box. And I, 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 we talked about travel last week. And I think travel gave me hope that there was more to life mm -hmm. than what I was seeing. Mm -hmm. So in this inside, I knew I wanted to come out and experience things and be me, but I couldn't in the house. And what mm. what, my, what I'm coming to that with that question is, so especially a lot of black men, when you see them, like I went to counseling before a lot of times, but when I went to counseling, I didn't know how to talk. I didn't know how to communicate. I'm just sitting here Words. thinking like, I'm sitting here thinking like, uh, well, we're going to talk about my day. I didn't even land up, you know what I'm saying? Well, my day was great. Mm -hmm. right. You know, my day was, right. that's the only conversation I had with my pops, yep. you know, sports. Yep. Hey, yeah, you know how's this? What's going? On? You know, not really like. What are you feeling? What are your emotions? Like, yep. what? What the hell is that, Dad? Like, you know, no, I would. No. I don't. I don't understand none of that. No, I don't understand that talk. <laughs> you know, it's cupcake stuff to me. Like, you know what I'm saying? You need to be on the field, like knocking their heads off, and you know, you know that. You know that That's stuff. Aggressive. Yeah, you need yep. to think about money, checkbooks, you know all this type. But you never sit down, and so I think a lot of men have an issue. Don't have an issue. They don't know how to, and they're hurting. That's why mm -hmm. men kill themselves, man. Mm -hmm. And I was going to think of, uh, that coming to that question is like because i want men to come out and talk because holiday seasons are right around the corner and this is the time and it aches me because men go through so much stress and turmoil and they can't they don't speak it you know 
because to, uh, to a lot of a lot of husbands, you know, the holidays is not a good time because you know why? Because they're stressed out about the money they got to come in. You're the provider. So yeah, you got to make it. You got to make it to make them happy. We got to make it. Mm. But you know, and it's stress, and they kill themselves. It's happened. I, you know, a couple of friends that did that because mm-hmm. they don't know how to communicate. Mm-hmm. And I think it, the, it. So how do you tell men? How can you? I don't know. I think I got you. Yeah. What does treatment look like? Yes. How do you start? What is step one? What are some of those signs that, hey, I might need some help right now, and I don't know where to turn, and what does it look like? Are you talking about if you're the person actually trying to identify that if you need to talk to someone? Yes. Right here. Okay. Like yeah, Joe like wanted, me. Yeah. I want to come talk to you. I'm feeling things. I can't. I don't even know what I'm feeling, so I can't even put it into words to you. So just, how do we, where do we go? Just, treat, just, just reach out and come as you are. Mm-hmm. I'll guide the conversation to open up dialogue to where you're able to experience yourself in new ways. Okay. That's the job of the clinician. So when mm-hmm. you come in, the, just come. We'll help you sort things out. Okay. With that, do you think that the... the but if the you want to do it without going to therapy, you need to have some conversation with yourself and they, it involves intentional questions yes. for mm. yourself. So instead of like, even your kids... Well, how was your day? No. Mm. What was the best part of your day? Mm-hmm. There you go. Intentional questions. Name a part of your day to where you felt most proud of yourself. Can you think back to being a child and there was a day that you felt like you've heard, I'm very proud of you? Mm-hmm. Then you start to tap in, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, I did hear that then, or I don't think I ever heard that. Wow. I have. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say I haven't. I have heard. Yeah. Very proud of you. So that gives you confidence. But there were other areas that weren't tended to. Mm-hmm. Our parents didn't know. It's mm-hmm. no blame. It's just learned behavior. Yeah. But since we, if you know better, you what? You do better. We do better. <laughs> so now we know better. Mm-hmm. Each one teach one. And it's important for us to continue to elevate that conversation. But intentional questions for self. Even even if you have just a regular question for yourself that day, mm-hmm. what are we going to get done today? How am I going to be productive today? Mm-hmm. What do I want to see in myself today? What am I trying to improve on today? Mm-hmm. And it's not like oh I want to I want to get five dollars more today on my <laughs> no. Yeah. As a as a person, analyze yourself. Are you the type of person that you would want to be around? Wow. Right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know. That's a real question. That's how you do the work, though. Yeah, you get uncomfortable. You, mm-hmm. yes, you got to be uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to call yourself out. Mm-hmm. Everybody want to call each other out and press people. You got to press call yourself. Call yourself. Yeah. We, talk- we talked about that. Like, in our, in like, you know, just growing up, it was fun to joke about everybody else, even in the family, everybody else. But anybody talk about the stuff that we got going on inside our circle. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. You know, so that, I, you know, I'm glad that's talk, what helped Eminem in his rap battle in that eight exactly. movie. He went straight <laughs> to, to himself. himself and everybody was like, like oh, huh? how am I going to talk about him now? Yeah. You right. You, you take, you you take the power away. You, you take go. the power away. That's, but that's what I really love about um, therapy and this type of work is that it's, I'm good. <laughs> this type of work is like, it's not even somebody telling you what to do. It's nobody giving you instructions that are, here's the Bible, what you need to do. It's all a dialogue that helps you to get that out because it's like it's teaching you to think, not how to think. It's just teaching you to think and give you more of that 
um, space to do that. Yeah. So, um, so I'm curious with that, with the questions and the things that you do with your um, your clients, the people that you help. What are some of the things that you've dealt with that you treat? Uh, treated like severe mental health uh, issues, such as like bipolar, um, depression, anxiety, um, eating disorders. Um, I do couples, I work with couples, families, uh, youth who are on probation, uh, went to the hall, you know, work with youth who are in the hall. So um, a lot of different. Everybody sound yeah. like you mm-hmm. work with everyone. Right, know, right? Exactly. Yeah, I work with everyone. Um, but I really, you know, got into this to really help support our voices, um, mm-hmm. black people. And I, I'm sorry. Oh, now I want, cause he said de- depression two times. And I feel like this may be like internal that I think depression is kind of like a trendy word right now. Yeah. A lot of people will say I'm depressed. I'm like, no, you, you woke up sad today. That's sad, not depression. Right. Can you kind of tell us the difference between sadness and depression? I would say what's important before I get to that is mm-hmm. I'm saying all these things because these are terms that people can connect to. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would never call someone depressed. I would say that you experience mm. depression. I love because that. Because you have to externalize it, even for yourself. You have to externalize those labels and titles that they want to give you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't, yeah. That's because when you were born, I wasn't born, hey, that's Dwayne Anxiety Shavers. <laughs> 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 no, that's, that's not how you're going to define right. me. You know, that's not how I'm defined. That's not my name. Mm-hmm. Call me by my name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right? So I learned my Say name. It correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you gotta you gotta speak to yourself. You gotta yeah. empower yourself. Yeah. Right. And you gotta say that is not who I am. That's something I experience. Why do mm-hmm. I experience mm-hmm. this? So don't don't identify yourself no. with that that at all. Externalize it. Externalize. That's, yes. that's anxiety come knocking at your door. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I say with clients. So when anxiety comes knocking at your door, is it welcome today? Mm-hmm. No, it's mm-hmm. not welcome. Well, tell anxiety that you're not welcome. Anxiety. Mm-hmm. What is welcome? Mm-hmm. Then you start to welcome what you want in your life. And how do you get it? By speaking to it and identifying what helps you get to that point. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go for a walk because that brings me happiness. I'm going I'm to go spend time with my spouse. I'm going to go watch a movie tonight. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to the lake. We're going to go to the beach because mm-hmm. you want to have certain feelings. Okay. But in terms of the difference between depression and sadness, I would say depression is more severe. Sadness is something that you feel may pop in and pop out. Depression may want to keep you in bed to where you're not getting out of bed. Mm-hmm. You're calling out of work. Mm-hmm. And now it's been three days. Sadness, you'll wake up. Oh, I don't feel like going to work. You're getting dressed and you're complaining the whole time, but you're still moving. Okay. Depression may be more severe. Would okay. you consider it as being more a long-term effect? It could be. It could be, especially if you're not addressing it. Yeah. First, you got to identify it. Mm. You got to point it. You got to like really talk to yourself. Like, yeah. Hey, something is I'm, wrong and yeah, something is I'm off. Not, I'm not, yeah. I'm not doing, yeah. I haven't been doing good. Because you, only you know. Because sometimes we can put on the front to the world mm-hmm. and we pull ourselves out of bed. We just put on the front. Mm-mm-mm. But when you go within yourself and keep it real with yourself, like self, you're not doing good, brother. Mm-hmm. But you Mr. Get, Dwayne, that is hard. It is hard. It's hard. Of course. It's <laughs> I think that's why but sometimes people what? opt out. Like I'm just not gonna deal with I, that. I I'm gonna put it in a little box and not come back to it. Yep, that's what they avoid. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say. I would say it's hard, but in another sense, I would say it's just not conditioned 
thing that we do. You kind of get what I'm saying? So if, if it was a thing growing up to be like <laughs> taught to do that type of thing, mm-hmm. it'd be easy. Exactly. And it's just that the older we get, like change is hard the older we get because we, you know, it, it's so embedded in you. And now it's like, now I see that it's just with my boys. Cause I was like, I wanted to ask you the question. So as a dad who has two young boys, how, and I'm just learning like really how to sit down, how to do, in my life has changed dramatically, mm-hmm. you know, I want to know how do I, what are some good ways to coach these things to my sons? You kind of get what I'm saying? In a world where everything's so fast, keep moving, this is that, that's flashy, this, that. Like, how do you engage them in a way to be like, this, this is it? Because I wish I, I, I th- to me, that's life. That, that's the basis of life. The better you know yourself, the more you will succeed at what I, I, I believe at in this physical world because it's an internal world. But how do you get kids to learn to, inter- like, to look within? Explore it together with them. Wow. We're going we're gonna to go to the park. We're going to play. I'm going to throw the ball to you. We're going to work out. And you're teaching them life lessons as the thing is going on. I'm tired. I'm physically tired, exhausted. Guess what? You feel like that in life. You feel like that mentally and emotionally. You're going to feel the same way, but mentally and emotionally. It's mm-hmm. important to tap in. And this is how you do it. By doing what we're doing right now. By doing this. Right? Mm-hmm. You just engage in meaningful conversation, but you're exploring it with them. And you're not letting moments pass you by. Because each moment is important. Yeah. Because a lot of times we spend moments and we're just blowing each other off. Mm-hmm. But when you actually take time, make it intentional, even for yourself. Hey, look, I didn't know this either when I was a kid. Normalize that. Keep it real with them. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that when I was a kid. But since I know it now, it's my job to teach you. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's, I like that. Yes. That really makes me uh, very happy to think about the future and young people to know that parenting mm-hmm. is changing. Because uh-huh. even yeah. to hear that, I'm like, I wish yeah, like, that, you know, yeah. like, that could have been the experience when, you know, and it, 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 it we got the power, sense, right? This, yeah. uh, this generation is coming under us. Yes. That's why we talk about mentorship and how that's important that we show up for these kids and give them something different. I'm always on the flip side of some things though, that you'd be talking about when it comes to like, you know, depression. Like I felt like I just couldn't, couldn't afford to be there. You know, I was always that type of person like, look, I ain't got time to be sad. I got that's to real. keep moving. You know, <laughs> that's, like, that's how everybody well, you know, like, one on one. <laughs> ain't got time for this. <laughs> I don't have the time. But I'm gonna keep it real. That's important. Mm. What you're saying is important to have that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's that grit. Oh. You gotta have grit. Mm-hmm. And not grit to the point to where it's harmful to yourself, to where you don't allow yourself time to check in. You have to check in with yourself. Yeah. But that grit to pull yourself up and to say, I'm not allowing depression to, to control me today. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I can't afford that. <laughs> if I allow depression to control me today, that means depression won. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do I know depression won? Are these lights out? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we're not eating today. Depression one. Uh, depression one. Lights we drink out. water. Yeah, like, Why are lights out? Yeah. I, I've been stuck in the bed. Mm-hmm. Are you stuck, or can you get up? Mm-hmm. This takes me get up. to my next question. How do you support somebody that's been abused or going mm-hmm. through depression or having a, a you know black people love saying spell having yeah. a spell? <laughs> you be like, baby, that's a full mental breakdown. It's a spell. Get out of that. How do I support someone who's going through that? You have to um, listen to them first of all. You got to hear them. 
Allow them to communicate freely to you, even if it's going to hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're afraid. We ain't got Allow no them. sound for that. What you got, Pete? <laughs> 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 yeah, you got to let them keep it real mm-hmm. because that's what you would need for yourself. Mm-hmm. So give them the space. I'm going to hold space for you. Say what you need to say off your chest. Mm-hmm. Say what you need to say. Just for your own healing. Because we're always holding things in. Mm-hmm. That's a form of therapy. It's like you're letting it out your body. And it's a book. The body keeps the score. And talks about like the trauma and the pain that's stuck and trapped wow. in our body. So I would first let them express. Let, them, let it out. Because if you keep it in, it's going to keep causing harm. Mm, mm, so mm. first you got to humble yourself to allow them the space to let it out. Mm-hmm. So you have to listen to them and then you have to support them and acknowledge that what they're going through is real. It does exist. By validating? By validating them. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Mm-hmm. And I understand that what you're going through is something that's real to you. That's real. I acknowledge that. I'm not experiencing that. So I can't say, oh, mm-hmm. I understand. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> what you're going through is real. Mm-hmm. I see that in you. Mm-hmm. I want to support you in that. How can I be there for you? That's how you start to engage in that conversation. But you got to humble yourself because it's hard. It mm-hmm. is. And it is. Because when I've experienced people with depression or going through um, episodes, spells, mm-hmm. It's like, you can't really tell me. I don't know. I don't want to continue to push you. I'm not trying to be in your business. I just know that you're not who I'm used to seeing you be. And I don't want this to continue mm-hmm. and no one tell you this is what's going on. Oh, you definitely got to call it out. Mm-hmm. I believe gotta, in the call out. Def- I got to call out spirit. Yep, you got to speak to right. me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, okay. but finding that dialogue is the thing, too. Yeah. The words. Some, yes. It's words. Yes, the and words. I, and I see that a lot in with uh, the kids that I work with. Mm-hmm. Like, and you can tell who whose parents aren't allowing them to speak. And you can tell whose parents allow them to speak. And the ones that don't allow them to speak, it's one of the ones that, like, I have to really pull to the side and be like, yo, what's good, man? You know what mm-hmm. I'm kind of saying? And almost have to pull it out of them because... As, as, as kids, I think that's when they grow up and kind of be like me. I don't know how to express this emotion. Mm-hmm. You kind of get what I'm saying? And then that allows for a lot of other trauma and things to come in to where they may experience heavy depression. They may, like you say, because they have so much stuff trapped inside them that you said it's, it's not it's not able to release, you know? And so it, it's creating that space of being able to talk, I think, is, is harder in the black community just mm-hmm. because we were... We, we never experienced how to create that space. Yes. And we, we tend to identify with your, like, if she was talking to me about something, I know a lot of people, like, they identify with what you're saying. You kind of get what I'm saying? I take, I take it as personal. Right. Oh, and you can't right. take it personal because that's her, that, that, that's their life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Even in relationships, yep. that's their life, you know? And, it's, and, and so I think that's so important you said that. Like, we ha- you have to develop that space for, for talking, Mm-hmm. And if you don't like, I know for years we were just it was quiet, yes, because that space wasn't developed, mm-hmm. and 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 I would I you know I would find myself in depression things you know I was on depression meds for a while you know I was on those things you know because I, I I couldn't talk I couldn't get it out yeah talk to each other yeah mm-hmm. that's what I say about marriages and everything 
communication. communication communication is key um just to take a little pivot for a second we have a couple people based on our last um episode about abuse who have been sexually abused mm. and these people are still in their lives how mm. do you confront someone for healing mm. do you or do you leave it alone i don't i don't believe in leaving nothing alone <laughs> That's a hard one because that you still have to see them. So this, so you have to, you have to see it. You got to first recognize that. You know, we we recognize that it's an issue. Yeah. So now you need to make them recognize. Okay. That How do we issue. get them to talk and act like listen, it didn't exist? Listen, mm-hmm. connections are made daily. There are opportunities that that show up naturally that God provides for you. Opportunities. You'll follow in pollen conversation, mm-hmm. and that's when you use your voice. A lot of times we remain silent. It's like, but you know internally, like yeah. But um, when you that you did that to me when I was eight years old, that's when you say it. You know, when I was eight years old, I experienced. You know, that's when you were able to have those real conversations with that individual so you got to let them make make them see it and you have to speak it with this is what actually happened say the actual word say the actual thing mm-hmm. don't say well that thing that you did no put the words to it put the words to mm-hmm. it. you sexually assaulted me mm. you physically abused me you say it mm-hmm. you speak it and then you make sure that like you you stress how you're not going to support that. I don't support that. I'm not living like that. I'm not living by that no more. And I'm not going to live in that experience. That experience is no longer going to define me. Mm. And you are not going to hold that over my head. You do not have the power no more. Okay. Because you're stressing it. Because now you're believing it. That's a hell of a boundary. Mm-hmm. Right? You mm-hmm. have to set it. And that has to be a firm boundary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because with that boundary, you have to stand by it. Mm-hmm. Is this so, what you're saying to yourself or are you saying it to that person? Both. both. Let's start with you first. Okay. So you got to say it to yourself first. And gotcha. then you have to say it to that person. Mm-hmm. Right. This I'm, is, this is not something someone that's someone that you, like, you really care for. Mm-hmm. And, like, and you tell them, I'm telling you this because what? I love because you. Because you feel like they're hurting too, though. Like, it's uh, true. It's yeah. there. You feel like this person is hurting because they're hurt by what has happened and what mm-hmm. they did because something has happened to them and the trickle effect has occurred. But it's mm-hmm. like you still need to find the words, but you're not trying to. I mean, you want to set boundaries, but you're not really trying to hurt them. Like you're you're trying to find a dialogue that can it can still be effective yes. on both like, ends. Like, yes. yeah, and if if they've gotten to that point, yeah. to where they have identified that they're wronged and been doing wrong, that's great. Now we can engage in healthy dialogue around behavior and depression, trauma, things that they, that's when you're able to engage in real conversation and say, we're going to heal together. We're going to, wow. we're going to get through this together. But when that person is in denial, mm-hmm. that's, that's when, my next question. That's when the boundaries that we're talking about have to be yes. solidified. Even if you got to cut some people out of your life for, for a season, Man, you've been you've been you've been sitting down on the bench for this season. You gonna sit on down? 
like a torn ACL. This is a this is a torn relationship issue. You're going to sit down for that season because I need time to process and heal for myself. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm gonna just have to like replay the tape. Oh yeah, Listen we it's a lot saying. in here. <laughs> it is. Okay. I know. I know. We got to kind of wrap it up with you. You yes. got to go. Yes. But the next, mm. I think this next question is important for us all to heal and have those dif- difficult conversations. Mm-hmm. When you have been abused sexually as a child and you went to your parent Mm. and now your parent is saying, you never told me that. I don't remember that. How do you move forward with that parent? There's Mm. a desire to love this person, but them being ignoring your feelings, dismissing your emotions, what do we do with that? Because we see that a lot in our community. I know I told my mama that uncle was doing this. She never did anything. Or now she tells me that I'm crazy. I, it never happened. Mm-hmm. And it does something to you inside it when does. people don't validate or move when you need them to move. So what do we do with our parents that we know we're just broken to? But now they're not even willing to admit that they knew. They have dismissed it. Which is true. I'm, my trauma shows up in dismissal. I miss chapters of my childhood. I know it's abuse. So how, what do we do in that relationship when they don't, they refuse to acknowledge? Speak it clearly. And if it's spoke clearly and you've got your truth out, that's when some seasons <laughs> may occur. You may get canceled for the season. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying for forever. Mm-hmm. But if you don't make it past this season, then that's, you know, yeah. sorry. But season. You might put them on an eight-month timeout. You put me on timeouts. You did this by doing this to me. Wow. So I'm going to put this relationship on a timeout so you can see that I care more about myself and my self-preservation than this harmful relationship. I love you from afar. Mm-hmm. I'll be there to support you in times of need, but I need myself currently. It's all boundary talk. Yeah. I love it. it is. I, it's funny because I even grabbed this out the car <laughs> just because I thought I had time to read a few pages. But this book is amazing. It talks yes. about boundaries. Because um, that, that word right there is important. Set boundaries, no, find peace. peace. Yo, that peace. is the book today. And that's why I say go to that quiet place because mm-hmm. that's what you need ultimately when you're having conversation with yourself. You need that peace. You, you do. Mm. You, we're getting ready to wrap it up. Does anybody have any last-minute um, questions for Mr. Dwayne? He's definitely going to be back. Oh, mm-hmm. he's going to be back. For sure. I'm going to be calling you. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Speaking of, how does a person of color find a therapist of yes. color? And that, that, that makes a big difference because when I was talking to the therapist, and I was going to ask you, like, do you think that's a big deal? Because I was talking to other therapists, and I don't think they could relate to the situations in my childhood that were going on because I don't think they grew up in that type of I would environment. Say environment. That's yes. it. And so do you think that matters? What race? Race. Yeah. Like if I'm going to see like I should probably find another black therapist because I think they would understand that matters, brother. Okay. Mm-hmm. It matters a hundred percent. Because it matters because you want someone that's gonna look like you. Mm-hmm. That's going to be able to understand your experience and not having to explain your experience in order for to get them to understand. Mm-hmm. I don't want to waste sessions on paying you all this money yeah. to, Come on. to educate you <laughs> on my black ass problems. Right. <laughs> when you have, right. When you have a what black you read therapist. read about for a chapter. Yeah, you're like. You can't relate. Right. 
and, 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 and for me, it matters. This is the whole reason why I'm in this profession. Mm-hmm. It's Cause needed. Because it, it mattered that much to me. I need to be, I need to see someone that looks like me. So I need to be that person that someone else can see that needs conversation. I want them to see me. Mm-hmm. So go to psychology today. Okay. Type in black male therapist, black female therapist. Type in your insurance provider. Mm-hmm. All of that. So okay. you can see if you can find a black therapist near you. Psychology today. All right. And a lot of sessions are virtual right now yeah. due to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll you, ever go back you to may find a, You may find a therapist in L.A. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because but you're, you're still, in California, mm-hmm. you're still within, within the mm-hmm. bounds of having virtual conversation. As long right. as it's not out of state. Yeah, oh, wow. we good. I know. I know he got to go. One, yeah. I promise one last one. Long-term effects of abuse that's not treated. Because if we just continue like this. That's untreated. Untreated. You start to develop um, blockages. Mm -hmm. Mental blockages, emotional Mm -hmm. blockages, lack of connection. Um, It depends on. Anger. Which is an anger anger one, one hell of one. Anger. Yeah, all of that. Sadness. Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. Behavioral issues. um, Just not being present. Mm. Like you're not present. You're not, but you're here. You're but here, you're but not you're not present. Here. You're not engaged. You're okay, not, got you. And it's like, like a person that's walking around concussed. Mm. You know, it's like, no, wake up. Like we're here, <laughs> right? Beautiful. Yeah. So also, I want to uh, give y'all the uh, domestic violence hotline number. Yes, please. Um, for anyone who may be experiencing abuse, call this number in order to get the help that you may need. So the number is one eight hundred. Seven nine nine seven two three three. That's the domestic violence hotline, and you can speak with a clinic clinician that can help you um, find safe um, place to refuge and find support and groups and everything like that. People who Wonderful. experience some of the things. Well, thank you, Mr. Dwayne, coming out and spending some time with us. Again, you are definitely invited back. We'd love to see you at least once a month, but we'll see. It'd be my pleasure. pleasure. It's just important. The first time I seen you at Open Heart, and I was like, oh, my God, it's a black man with locks. And then you a Kappa, you Greek. My dad was a Kappa. (laughs) I'm like, this is what my kids need. This is what we need to see. I grew up in a black community that was full of everybody. I know a black, you know, a pilot. Our job is to create a vision for our children. Mm. And you were something I've never seen in life. Thank you. And you are so patient with them babies. Yo, yo. Yeah, we. I'm I'm excited for you. Again, we welcome you back. And thank you for coming and spending some time with us. We would love to have your wife back also. We may do a session with both of y'all. Um, let y'all talk about marriage because they married too. There y'all go. All right. Um, I hope you guys got something from today's episode. It was a lot up in there. Listen to it over and over. Write it down. Um, and we'll see you next time. Just keep living. Peace.